if somebody does something to me, close or not, and I express that, hey, I don't like that thing that you do. And if they decide to do or say whatever to try and turn things around on me when all I did was set a boundary, then you, that person can be loved from a distance. I'm not going to develop disrespect towards them. I'm not going to talk ill of them. I'm not going to tell the whole world what they did. Because I also understand that when people do dumb stuff like that, they usually tend to be going through something that other people don't know about. It's not a justification, but, you know, people, when they act out, sometimes they are symptoms of something that you probably don't even understand. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Matt Brown, and you're listening to the Every L Podcast. Each episode, we'll have a different guest come on and talk about when life hands you an L, is it really a loss or is it something else? Because not every L's a loss. So sit back, relax, or do whatever you guys do to get comfortable as we get into this. Let's go. Welcome everyone to another episode of Every L Podcast, where every episode we have a different guest come on sharing what they consider the L at the point of time and then navigate it and tell us ultimately, was it actually an L or was it something else? And an L, for those that don't quite understand what it means, consider a game of sports where you either win, lose or draw. But in life, it's a bit more binary than that. You rarely ever draw. It's either a win or it's a loss because you plan things to go a certain way. You might invest time, energy, effort, a whole heap of money into a certain thing that will hopefully give you a return of X. But instead of getting X, you're getting some random algebra equation that's not X. So you're feeling some sort of way because, you know, if you went to university and you spent 70 grand ongoing university to be whatever profession it is that's going to pull you in six figures but all of a sudden you're working for the local fast food joint uh some would consider that l it's because you could have got that job without going into debt like that but that is some people's reality and some people might have learned something or gained something from that situation and it's I think it's only right that we talk about these things and share these stories because this is a reality for many people and this could be the reality many people are walking into. And for them to not feel alone, to make them feel like they've done something wrong, they can hopefully get hope from the stories that are being shared through the real people that are telling their real stories and being open and honest to allow people to witness what can happen from a situation that could have been considered L but I have a guest and it is cliche but it is what it is I have a fantastic guest now he has been on previously and it's only right I had to get him a second time because he is so eloquent he is so knowledgeable he's been through his own he's been through a few situations but he has such tenacity he has such determination he is kind to himself despite anything and everything people may say 
but he's kind to himself. He respects himself that much that he affords himself the grace needed to just take it easy. Don't beat yourself up, especially when other people are doing that as well. And that is such a rare quality for someone to exhibit. And I just honestly am grateful to be in the presence of someone who's able to do that, which helps me to understand when there is a storm going on. Sometimes you need to just calm down to be able to process what you need to do. First, check yourself, make sure there's no cuts or bruises that's on you that you can't maybe feel because you're high in adrenaline. Just calm down and then you can assess the situation and you can proceed as you need to safely. And that's in a roundabout way of what he does. He doesn't know this, but that's a way I paint a picture of how he is as an individual. And I'm so honored to have him on. Before I get him to introduce himself in the way he sees fit, I'm doing uh, something that's somewhat fairly new and it's for people who may be visually impaired, who may not be able to see us. And I like to just sort of do a bit of an intro to describe who we are, where we're from and things like that, just so they have an idea of what we look like. So for instance, I am a black male who's 6'3". My parents are from Jamaica, although many people say they think I'm African descent, which could be the case. I don't know. I'll ask my mom about who my real daddy is soon. But yeah, that's me. That's what I look like. And... Yeah, I have King Cass here. Please, sir, describe yourself as you feel appropriate to do so and give a little bit of an intro about yourself before we go into your first L. Hello, everyone. Um, Matt, thank you so much for having me again. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure and indeed an honour equally to have you invite me back. And I can't wait to get into the conversation. So I am King Cass Ajani. I am a man with many, many hats. Um, so we'll go with emotional well-being practitioner, film director, uh, also stage director. Um, we'll get into that a bit later. <laughs> um, I work in the community, music, uh, and I'm a big fan of mentoring. And I'm a big fan of these types of conversations. I am a stocky black man standing at 5'7", and I have a bald head, and I'd love to wear baseball caps, African hats, and berets. He's not wrong, but he rocks them well. Thank you, I really do. And he's modest too. <laughs> so, as we do, we talk about L's and this one, he did disclose what it was to me. I'll be frank. I can't remember it, but let's go back and see what it is. So <clears throat> he said he would like to talk about redirection through rejection. I don't know. I may know the story. I don't think I do, but please go back to where you feel it's appropriate to start and tell us how it led up to that L and what happened going forward from there? I think I think an appropriate moment to go back to. It's January 2017. Yeah. I mean, stuff was already kind of hot by then, but it wasn't scorching, you know. January 2017 was the first time that I felt somewhat lost. It was the first time that I felt really deep grief 
but it wasn't from a bereavement. It was from a series of rejections that took place in very quick succession. And they all held very strong positions in my life at the time. And I remember November 2016, I just had a sense come over me that things were going to change and things were going to change quite drastically. And so I remember just sticking to my routine and I'd go downstairs to the pool and swim, you know, come up and then I'd have my morning calls and do what I have to do. But then I, I, I could feel all of it coming to an abrupt end. And there were several forces at play that brought all that was going on to an end so abruptly. When I found myself, probably say March, April, 2017, I felt like the, the, the bigger plumes of dust began to settle. But then everything was very misty. It was very unclear. The one thing that I did do is I did talk about it, but not with so many people. But I really spiraled at that time. I really spiraled, man. And it was, it was calculated spiral, spiraling. Because I can't forget that I actually have a destiny. Like I might be pissed off <laughs> at, at a point, <laughs> but I have to remember like I've got some stuff to achieve. So if I, when I used to do my nonsense, <laughs> I literally would like ask myself, hmm, <laughs> do I have energy to waste this weekend? Like I would actually have that conversation in my head. <laughs> and that's how much I just didn't care anymore. I was like, nah. Like I didn't care about like upholding a certain image or demeanor or just, I just didn't care. I was like, I'm gonna do what I feel like doing. And all I cared about was making sure that I stayed with it mentally. I've never, suffered like from things i've never suffered from like things like um you know like voices or or like you know um trigger warning uh like suicidal thoughts or anything like that i've never that's not that's not a part of my journey or my story and i'm very grateful because i can't imagine how anyone copes with with that you know what i mean um especially those who succeed you know to to live long lives you know but the challenges I felt were strong enough that I was like, whoa, I can't spill over here. And then if I fast forward a bit more time, because I'm not going to do play for play like of all the events, but if we fast forward a little bit to 2019, I remember like that, but that year it just felt like a grilling, but I didn't even know that it was just me being marinated for the fire that was coming to cook my backside in the, the, in the next couple of years that followed. I had no idea. I thought I was getting cooked already. I thought this is hard. You know, I was, I was um, renting a room in my friend's house and I was sleeping on a sofa bed. It was so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable. And I remember being grateful and, and just trying to think of, to think the best of the situation. 
and to make the best of the situation. And then I started having these spiritual encounters. It was so mad. And I remember like I was in my room for a couple of days, I kid you not, and I didn't leave and I just had this notepad and I just kept on writing these notes. And then shortly after that, I had a situation where I was really stressed out and I was meant to be going to do some community work just outside of London and I had actually spent my last money on that Oyster card and I got there and I wasn't allowed in because the check-in time had passed, but that, but it's also a prison. So, you know, once once the people have gone through, they've gone through whatever. Um, and so I was really gutted that I didn't get to, to do the work with the guys at the in the prison, but um, I decided let me just go back home. And as I'm walking up my road, at the time I lived in London Bridge, and so I'm walking up my road, and then I saw the yoga place where I used to go and do hot yoga. And I was like, the way I'm feeling right now, the best thing I can do for myself is to go into the house, get my my um my gym clothes, and go and do the twelve thirty hot yoga session. And so I did, because I had a thought. Something profound hit me that day. I felt like my brain was getting hot, and I and I realized, and I said, "You you can't uncook meat." So I'm turning all of the stove off. We're not cooking this. And so I took a sabbatical and this is a good six months before COVID hit the rest of the world. So I, I took a sabbatical. I had my own lockdown months before it happened for everybody else. And then fast forward to when lockdown did happen, March 2020, I was working in a primary school. I was working with the key worker kids, you know, so because I couldn't bear to be in the house, especially like with other people. Mm -mm. Not, so I worked. And so I, I was a key worker doing work for key worker kids. And I did that for the whole duration. And that took my mind away from some of like the mess that was going on. But then it fast forward to the year after that, when my dad passed away, that's when everything just hit the fan. like everything just completely hit the fan and all these situations all these little milestones that i'm just touching on all of those things in a lot of their in their own ways feel so much like rejection they feel so dejective you know just when you find a little bit of peace in this area then something else has to go and then just when you find a little bit of peace in this area then something else has to go and it, it can get it can get um disheveling you know you can kind of have a mistrust for life itself because you're just like i don't know like there's no point hoping sometimes some people might feel because of how tough things can get but um i like to i like to be an optimist i mean but when things were ugly i was saying they were ugly you and i spoke and <laughs> you were like how's things i was like they're ugly <laughs> so 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 i don't have a problem with, with saying saying that I'm not gonna like be fake cheerful. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I sit in it and and I feel it and I'm like, okay, what do I do with it? Okay, and then here's how I'm gonna move forward. And that's just personally how I do how I do with things, you know. And then next time I can recognize when something is around the corner, right? Or if something's happening to me in that moment, I can be like, ah, wait, hold on. It's it's actually that thing, you know. Um, but then what I did long for 
apart from being optimistic, what I genuinely did long for was just to feel peaceful. I just longed to feel peaceful and, and I didn't want to feel dejected and rejected. It just felt horrible. But then summer 2022, this is when things really started to turn around because my relationships in life started shifting because of my, the interest that I developed in understanding my own psyche a lot more. So I found that with certain individuals, I would, I would explain and be like, yo, I read this thing. And these things were opening my eyes. Like I was like now getting these, the, the scientific backup, like on Audible, like I'd be on my walks listening to this stuff. And this is not fairy tales and poems. This is like science, it's hardcore science. And I'm just like listening and I'm like, ah, oh, I so get it, I so get it. Because apart from the L that took place in January, 2017, the reason why it hurt so bad was because it, it resembled an L that took place 20 years prior. And so uh, an unhealed wound got exposed. So I, I've had to go back, 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 right? I'm learning about attachment theory and I'm learning about developmental trauma. I'm learning about self-talk um, and internal conversations. And then I'm also like reflecting on the work that I do with the young men that I work with. And I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna take a moment. So August, 2022, after just getting into all of the study and stuff, I got overwhelmed with work and everything else. So I quit everything. I quit everything. And after about four months, I started messing about with some ideas, talking to some people, rekindling certain lines of communication. And it really did set pace for 2023. You know, and it's it's been that learning about myself. Like even even if someone, something as simple as, Someone said they'll call me at at nine tonight. And really and truly, I'm not really trying to be on the phone at nine o'clock. When I was younger, yeah, cool, no problem. But now it's like I wanna watch Disney Plus or, or BBC iPlayer. I don't I wanna watch I wanna watch That So Raven. Like that's what I wanna do. I don't wanna talk on the phone at nine. It's your time. It's my time. I wanna do what I wanna do. You know? And I just find that like what I've been learning has been teaching me to really take better care of myself, really put myself first. And like, what does that look like in practice? So now I have to have that conversation. Like, what does that look like in practice? So now I have to answer. Taking good care of myself means I'm going to go down to the market and buy the fruit fresh and the veg fresh, right? Because that's me looking after my pocket. I'm not going to be lazy and go to Greg's. I went to Greg's yesterday morning. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's so good. Ah! No, but like, I'll be like, let me go to the market. I'll go get my fruit, my veg or whatever. And then I'll make my vegetable stew. And the, even the process, like the chopping and like the peeling and just putting all the different ingredients in there and I'm making it myself. Like it feels good, it's alchemy, it's science. Like I'm being creative. And because I don't cook meals the same way every single time, I like to switch it up and just have fun with it. So I'm excited to taste the dish. That's an example for me, what it looks like to take good care of myself, to make a, a thoughtful dish for myself and not just dash it on the plate. Like, like I'm some struggling university student like actually take some take some care 
Like, present it properly. Garnish the thing. Put some cream rings in the soup. <laughs> you know? That's what I decided I'm going to do. So, you know, it's it's it spreads onto even how I allow people to treat me. And, and I'm not talking about this whole, like, oh, I'm going to cut people off and da-da-da-da-da-da, whatever. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to push all of that speech because that's not really, that's not really gracious. And I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm a big person um, of grace. It doesn't mean that I'm going to keep people close if they do me wrong over and over again. An instance is that if, if somebody does something to me, close or not, and I express that, hey, I don't like that thing that you do. And if they decide to do or say whatever to try and turn things around on me when all I did was set a boundary, then you, that person can be loved from a distance. I'm not going to develop disrespect towards them. I'm not going to talk ill of them. I'm not gonna tell the whole world what they did. Because I also understand that when people do dumb stuff like that, they usually tend to be going through something that other people don't know about. It's not a justification, but you know, people when they act out, sometimes they're they are symptoms of something that you probably don't even understand. And you don't want to understand it and you don't need to understand it so just i for me i just drop i just drop it and then i keep it moving if somebody tries to approach me and this has happened at a later date like as if nothing happened i'm like no come on now let's talk about it because i can't i can't do it i can't do it I, you know so that's how i would put it it's like we will talk we can be cordial but let's not act like everything is cool when we haven't addressed what needs to be addressed, especially if you call yourself my friend, if you call yourself uh, uh, a close relative or whatever. You know, if you call yourself those things, then then be that. For me, when I do wrong, I make it a point that I put my hands up. I know this about myself. I put my hands up and I say, I am sorry for what I did. If I have a reason for it, I'll explain the reason. If I don't have a reason, I will tell them. I'll be like, I have no stories for you. I do not have a reason. I was being dumb. That's fair. Although he was late for the recording and he didn't hold his hands up for that. So just throwing that one out there. I said sorry eventually for like one of the things you were complaining about. Plus also at the same time, you, you were only half serious about your moaning. So this is I didn't think one of the things. Folks, just throwing it out there. I'm holding accountable. <laughs> I'm holding accountable. So I've got a question for you then. So going back to 2017 mm. and you having the rejections, would you mind sharing a few of the things that you felt were rejections? Because I'm very conscious that when we talk about L's on this podcast, it's literally just people dealing with grief in its many different forms. And rejection for me can be silly things it doesn't have to be oh i got rejected for a job i applied for it could be me reaching out to someone and they're just giving me air yeah like i'm jordan 
I just want to reach out, check on you, and you're just not reciprocating the energy I'm putting out there. So that's a right. form of rejection. There could be times where, because you're very much a creative and you have been as long as I've known you, it could be you try to pitch an idea and people just not catching the vibe mm -hmm. that you're putting out. Mm -hmm. That's a full rejection and many other things. But I just, I, 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 I don't know. So I just didn't know if you was happy to share just a couple of things of what was the rejection that you felt at the time or you experienced at the time, which led you to go on the path that you went on. Mm. So I'll begin by saying some of the examples you gave, particularly pitching and trying to connect with certain individuals industry-wise and you know that's that sort of example that's there's like sprinkles of that within the story but then nothing that really stands out but there's lots of little sprinkles of it because that's just the nature of it right that doesn't really do well on on oneself it's, it's not it's not great but then something you can learn to live with is kind of like white noise is, is there but more particularly January 2017 and I say January because because um, January is when everything had been done but basically in this in the space of six weeks my relationships with my then girlfriend and my two best friends were completely obliterated irreparably and in none of those lanes was there any closure. So that, you know, it, it, it changed everything. Like it changed where I lived. It changed where, where I went. My, my, my friend group changed like that. And, and, um, I was the I was the person who who brought everybody together, and then now, I you know for a time I had to see them be together without me, very publicly, might I add. So therefore, because it's public, I can't really say much, because it'll only look bad on me, because everyone else seems to be fine. So trying to navigate such an explosive moment in life with no closure from anybody. Yeah. It, it dashed me into the mist. Dealing with things that, that sounds hard because naturally, well, I don't even know. Tell me if you agree with this or not. Do you think it's a natural thing to want to keep things that hurt you private or do you think that's something society society has created i i think it's um i would say depending on who the person is it could be either or because for some people regardless of what society says about you know tight upper tight lip like in you know the uk some people still defy that right and they and they go ahead and speak how they're feeling and then you know for some people you know, they'll repress and repress and repress, but they grow up in families that encourage conversation. So so it depends on the type of person. I think, I do think that um, a lot of times for us men, it's a matter of pride. 
and it's a matter of not wanting to be vulnerable not even i think that that is that is what it is even though like for me i don't mind being vulnerable and i can i can do it almost anywhere it doesn't mean that i don't feel the sensations of like that nakedness it doesn't mean that i don't feel that rumble in my tummy i feel everything i just can't allow those feelings to stop me saying what i need to say because i am aware that for those ears that are tuned into my voice and my message, I'm here to be my authentic self to, so that they can have permission, give themselves permission to be their authentic selves, to speak on whatever is going on and call it what it is. That, that's so important. And for me, that's what that's literally what lets me sleep at night because I call a thing a thing. And if I'm struggling with something, I have to call, I have to say, hey, I'm struggling. When I felt abandoned back in 2017, like I did tell a couple of my close friends who, you know, who remained and I was like, I feel abandoned. It felt really, really, it felt really, really like shameful to say that. But that's how I felt. That's interesting because I asked a question because I know through speaking on here and obviously people in general, I know that there is a sense of pride in there and I, I'm conflicted. I haven't explored my thoughts on the matter. And I... Mm -hmm. I, I think it might be societal in terms of keep those things to yourself because it could be the parents, it could be the the family network that are used to just mm -hmm. saying, mm -hmm. mm, you know, someone's feeling some way. We'll talk about it when we get home and you just never have the conversation. Right. And things like that, that then escalate, at, or not even escalate, things like that that just continue in your life. It's just like... I love me some Peking duck, but the sauce just cakes on me. And then if I have like maybe three or four, I, I can't have any more sauce because it's just making me feel sick at this point. It's, it's a lot, it's a lot. So if, for instance, I've been told once, we'll talk about when we get home, twice, we'll talk about it. By the time I get to the third or fourth time, I'm sick of it. So I'm just gonna, I'm just not gonna bother anymore. I'm just assuming that's what it is. I don't talk about it. So mm. I'm in a place where I don't talk about how I feel. But if my, in quotation marks, dirty laundry is now made public without my mm. consent, that's going to make me f be confronted with feelings in a public forum I'm not prepared for. Mm. I I've struggled with that. There's there's times where I have to be mindful. Like I like to be the funny person. I like to make people smile. It's what I do. But I know that I've been guilty of undermining people's feelings for the sake of a joke. Oh dear. And that's why I will refrain from mm. trying to be too comical in a larger group because I know that the majority of folks will be okay with it and find it hilarious or comical. Yeah. But if it, even if it's that one individual that feels out of place, I feel sick. I feel sick for doing it. So that's something I work on. But it's just a matter of how many people are self-aware and if they are self-aware, are they willing enough to challenge that mentality or not? you sound like you are a place where you can and have challenged it successfully. How did you get to that point? Well, like I said, a big part of it was monitoring what conversation is happening in my head. Like we all have a running 
tape in our brain, like it's going. And a lot of people drown it out, whether it's by scrolling or streaming or smoking or whatever, right? Whereas I, I, I hear things and when it resonates with me, even if it's a little bit uncomfortable, I, I'm like, okay, cool. Just wait there. Let's let's wait on that, and then I, and then I'll look at it later when I'm by myself, and I and I explore what what it makes me feel, and then I start calling stuff by its name. I'm like, oof, this this felt really bad. This felt this felt like deep rejection. This felt really like oof. I got dashed. That's what you know. And this is not, I'm not talking about January 2017. I'm talking about any moment that rejection tries to knock at my door. It's a, it's a very intense feeling because the, the roots of that particular trauma are very deep, you see. But because I've been going down there and trying to pluck as much I can, as, as much as I can, you know, so that it doesn't, take hold or keep hold of my life, I'm finding that I'm learning so much stuff, I'm able to let go of a lot of stuff, and I'm able to be more aware of what's happening right now. So right now, if I say something that's out of line, it's, it's, I'm most likely going to catch it very soon after I've said it, I'm like, that was not the right thing to say. Because I'm very present in the conversation, and I know what we're talking about, what we're supposed to be talking about, you know, so I just find that like spending real time sitting with myself, even in the uncomfortable times, and this 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 transformation for me, which continues to happen, it, it really started just over two years ago, where I began to live completely by myself. I don't share my kitchen, I don't share my bathroom. I live completely by myself. And I have done so for just over two years. I've had, I've had, <laughs> I, I don't have people up in my house. I'm not a fan of having a whole bunch of people in my house all the time. I have four main visitors and they don't come that frequently. I have a lot of time alone. So I've had time to address that rejection and be like, so what does it mean? What does this mean? Why do I feel this way? And then I'll, I'll replay some stuff that might have happened whenever it happened at whatever stage because it's various things and then I, i'm like okay and then is this really consequential and i ask myself i'm like come on dude is this consequential and i'm like it's not consequential so so we dash it and we go to the next thing is it consequential yeah this this hurt me yeah but did that person cause you hurt or do you just feel hurt because you don't like what they said and then i'm like they didn't say anything offensive I just don't like what they said. I don't like the shape of their head either. Yes, I just judged. Hmm, I'm human. Is it consequential? No, it's not consequential. So we dash it. That's really interesting. I really, I really like, well, that was a very important question where you had to differentiate between the two there. Mm. Did anyone model that to you? No. 
<laughs> no. It's just because it just feels like such a such a eureka moment for you to suddenly be that way because and I don't care who feels any which way when they hear this, but when it came to people saying, oh, you're woke and stuff like that, I never fully understood what woke was, if I'm honest with you. It took me a while to <laughs> fully understand that that term itself and what it meant. Mm-hmm. But when you really think about it, or at least I did, and it's like, we're all growing, evolving, changing and stuff like that. I'm having to deal with my children who are mentally and physically developing each and every day. Mm-hmm. So why is it that one day they don't understand depth perception or understand time or understand distance and whatnot. But then one day the penny finally drops. Why is it then unusual for us as adults to suddenly understand empathy, to understand that actions have consequences? People think it's a bad thing to be woke, but I think that by being woke, that is just part of your natural development. And if you go out of your way to stop yourself from being, in quotation mark, woke, you're stunting your own growth and you're purposefully hurting others through your ignorance. Hmm. So I tell you what, I don't... I, I understand that by the, by the definition of the word, some people might refer to me as woke, yeah? I get it. But, but it's most definitely one of those labels that I just really don't care for. So, so even the conversation surrounding it is being woke a good thing, is it a bad thing? I don't actually care, like, at all. I, I, you know, like, the, the, the way I don't care is so enormous that, like, it, it doesn't even exist to me. Because for me, I desire growth, right? And I'm under no illusion of what growth entails there's pressure yeah that means being crushed there's refinement that means getting burned there's being broken and that's what happens when you knock your butt five miles down the road when you've been rejected by what you thought was an opportunity that was made for you right sometimes growth involves some of if not all of those sensations but for me, it's like, if, if I stay where I'm at, that, that is actually my single greatest fear to even to, to be in the same place I was 365 days ago. I, oof. And, I, and I set my mind on this when I was still a child. I set my mind on this when I was still a child. I was about 13 years old. And it's conversation in my own head, and I just said, I cannot be here this time next year. So for me, that's what that's how I take it. That's how I take growth. Except I'm no longer looking at year to year. I'm looking at moment to moment, not the grand moments, the little moments. Focus on the step in front of you rather than the whole staircase. That's right what support did you have going through those times from 2017 onwards so one of my dear friends robert that man is an angel 
that man is an angel because he was there for all the tears, the, the, the sleepless nights. He would come and visit to my new place where I'd moved to. An amazing, amazing friend, a spiritual confidant, someone who I can pray with, someone who I can reason with so, so, so honestly. He's a no-nonsense person. He's an absolutely no-nonsense person, and I love that. Says what he means and means what he says. Man's got integrity. The man's got kindness. The man's got compassion, but he's also stern. He's smart. So when you've got someone like that who's lent a hand of kindness, you treat them well, you show them love, you show them respect, and I tell him, countless times he came to visit not that long ago and i've said this to him many many times and i'll keep on saying it the thing that i admire about rob the most is his unique ability to foster relationships with others and the reason why that that gift of his is so remarkable to me is because i'm very good at fostering relationships with others but his way is so unique and so dope we're not even on the, in the same book. And I, I just admire it so much. And I'm always telling him, like, I'm like, do you understand? Do you understand? Like, what? Because I've seen some of the people that he has to relationship manage. Some of them, they're difficult, difficult. But the grace with which he does it, I'm like, oh, I see. I see. He has a sour side, though. It's, it's really funny. I have to, oh, God, it's so funny. Like, I don't even mind telling people, like, he's got a sour side. <laughs> so, so for me, it's like, um, just be good to Rob and be good to his people because the sour side is sour. <laughs> <laughs> wow. you gotta have, you got to have some soldiers in your camp. <laughs> Not for real. But no, Rob... Rob is one of them, uh, and then I've had a couple. Of, I've got a couple of cousins who are really, really great. Um, they're really good, and I had. Um, uh, I've got a, a friend of mine um, who I also work with, and she she's been is particularly over the last three years. She's been a rock, none like I've ever seen, um, and she does this while raising her whole brood of children. She has plenty, and while being a hero for the community and while raising my nine-year-old godson she's an absolute godsend an absolute hero so it's you know it's it's they're the people who i refer to as my village and the village is very rich and wealthy and full of love and warmth and appreciation and everyone in there is authentic and they are straight talkers and there is not one yes man in that village and that is important it's lovely to hear that you have that level of support around you. Are you able, within your circle of villagers, are you able to just, if you're having a day where you're just not on it and you have to be around people, are you able to be around them and still carry that same energy when you feel low or are they... Or do you feel that you have to pick up your spirits just because you're around them? No. Um, I forewarn people if I'm not in the mood. So I'll still do what I said I'll do. I'll commit. I'll do the commitment. Um, but if I'm grumpy, I'll be like, I'm grumpy today, guys. 
and 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 if someone doesn't listen to me <laughs> if someone doesn't listen to me and then i end up like snapping at them i'm like look i warned you just let me be and i've and i've had to do this like on my 27th birthday um there was a party you know rob again god love this guy he organized the lunch for me there was a whole bunch of guests and whatever um in london bridge and then we all went back to my house and I had this lovely terraced house at the time with a garden. So, you know, he ordered in pizzas, more people came to the house. There was a whole Michael Jackson competition happening in the dining room. People were posting on their Instagram and their Snapchat. I was in the living room watching the Big Bang Theory. And people kept asking me what's wrong. And I said, nothing is wrong. This is the mood I'm in. I want to watch Big Bang Theory. So I let them party. I'm glad they got to party. People left on the already. One of my boys locked himself in the bathroom, so he just slept on the rug. It was big enough, so. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, I remember waking up in the living room with the TV still on, and then I remember just, like, going upstairs to my room, and I was content. I was fine. Uh, I, I forewarned people. It's like, this is how I'm feeling. So if I'm not really feeling up to it, if it's a, if it's a if it's a if it's a complete no, I I'll just say it's a nothing day, and if I say it's a nothing day, there's no convincing me, there's no trying to get me to come in. Like um, yeah, it's happened a few times in the last few months where you know a, a day just wasn't it wasn't doing for me what I felt like it needed to do, and also I wasn't going to be effective in the space that I was required to be in. So I was honest with the people that I had to speak to and say it's not happening. Why? because I don't feel like it's appropriate for me to show up feeling how I'm feeling. I don't think it's appropriate for the job. I love that you have that ability to, or have that ability if you don't still have it, to just show up as you are. And that's something I've gone out of my way to sort of deal with my eldest. I say my eldest because my youngest is still too young to sort of have that conversation with as such, but I just sort of allow that grace. Because I can't expect my son to wake up being happy, clappy and sing song, all the rest of it. He's not that guy. I'm not that guy. So mm. I can't expect him to show up 100% of the time that way because I don't mm. show up 100% mm. of the time that way. I just need to allow him to feel what he's feeling and not be angry with him because he's showing up in a different way. Yes, there might be times where he reacts in a way that doesn't need to happen. And we have a mm. conversation about it saying, why are you carrying on like that? If you start doing that, are you more likely to get what you want or not get what you want? And he understands he won't get what he wants if he acts a certain way. And that's because I'm not trying to be someone that tells him off repeatedly. I'm trying to help him adopt habits that let him know mm -hmm. that he can mm -hmm. talk when he, when he needs mm -hmm. to communicate. And also at the bare minimum, these are the things you need to do regardless of how you feel just to keep things moving along because I think especially in the society that we're in at the moment and I'd imagine will continue for a while where mental health is so important if I don't help mm -hmm. him to be emotionally articulate don't allow mm -hmm. him time to express himself he's going to be overwhelmed with a series of emotions and feelings that many people may not afford him time to express or to try and understand of him. But if I can help him to just say, son, this is what you got to do at the bare minimum. And these are the reasons why 
it will help him. And when I had depression a number of years ago, part of the frustration I had from being depressed is the fact that because things got to me that I ended up putting a handbrake up and just not progressing, I was then upset when I was ready to integrate that I was that much further behind everyone else that I re yeah, it required more yeah, energy yeah. for me to catch up. So if at the bare minimum, regardless of how I felt, I could do certain activities, it wouldn't be such a hard slog to keep up because I was doing those things. But in the day i'm ex i'm i'm willing to accept that how i'm doing things may not be the right way of doing it especially with him or any of the other for it too but i do it with the best intention and i'm open-minded to receive it but again <laughs> i really love the fact you're able to be who you are and be that way because i think many of us show up because we feel we have a duty to show up and just be that that version of us that everyone expects us to be and not show the other side and that's part of the reason again why I love this podcast because it, gets, no, it shows people case. that yes, for the outside looking in, you might be super successful in their eyes and you might always be the super ama amazing person that always cops a W and no, never gets an L. And the reality is that's not the case. And I guess I'd ask you if you could go back to a time when things were really bad for you, during that time when would it be and what would you say to your younger self to try and don't give up don't this is what you need to do what when would it be and what would you say to yourself so the darkest time um, amongst a few whoo, the darkest time i would say was december slash january so december 2021 january 2022 horrible 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 and interesting you should ask the question what would i say to my younger self because actually what did happen is that i was reading about inner child healing therapy and i i actually decided to start having conversations with, with that little kid. First of all, to let him know that I'm here, you know, the big me, I'm here. And I told him that you're not delusional about what you think happened because it did happen. The conversation was stigmatized. Don't worry, you've got this. And I would go back to the point where I actually have a poem somewhere where, that I wrote to the younger me. You happy to share it? Um, no. Fair enough. Because it's not fair to him. One of the things that, that screwed him over is that he got overexposed too young. And that, for me, as, as a developing adult, that really warped my idea around relationships in general. Mm. So I, I, I developed quite late when it comes to uh, how to have quote unquote normal relationships without my brain doing 10,000 miles an hour because everything was so topsy-turvy growing up. But um, yeah, from last year, I just started having regular conversations with my younger self. And one particular time, a friend of mine disclosed to me something that had happened to someone that she knows 
And that thing really resonated with me, like in terms of something that I've experienced growing up. And I remember it really struck me and the normal instinct would have been, okay, so let's just put that in the chest over there and then we'll, we'll see about it later. But what I did was I, I, I held onto it, like almost like in front of me for the duration of my visit at that time. And I said, and I said, I'm going to walk home an hour walk, I could have just got the bus, but I said, I'm going to walk home, I'm gonna, and I'm going to walk home with this thing that I just caught, right? This this piece of information that resonates with me quite painfully, actually, I'm going to carry this thing with me. And I walked, and as I listened to classical music, in the dark, Brixton through Hearn Hill, and so on and so forth. And then when I got home, I put this thing to the side, and I decided that I was going to have a conversation with my young self about that very thing that took place. That thing that I was never ever given the opportunity to speak of freely without being judged, without being persecuted, without being made fun of, right? I was able to have a conversation with that little boy. I cried my eyes out. The types of things I say to him, it's stuff like you were right all along because <laughs> I was. I saw things for what they were, and that's what pissed people off. <laughs> people would say, like, oh, he's dangerous. Oh, he's too bright for his own good. Well, that, that, I've got a thing about that. I don't like when, and I think this is a cultural thing where they will say you're too smart or you're too this, or you're too that, which which basically says there's a level of intelligence, there's a level of anything that you should not be able to yeah. surpass. And if you do, you need to rein it in when that is a very crab in bucket mentality. We should be supporting one another and trying to elevate one another. But with you're saying you're too clever, you're too this, that, that, that's very much the opposite. And right. I discourage that right. every possible, possible avenue. Because I don't want anyone putting that on my babies. I don't want anyone putting on themselves. You can't be too smart. Mm -hmm. You are what you are, and God bless you. You know what I mean? Just embrace it. It's it's like even with my godson when he's because he loves to negotiate. The boy the boy loves a negotiation. It's actually ridiculous, and um, I'm proud of that. Right? I am. I just don't like it when he negotiates with me. So instead, so instead of fobbing him, instead of fobbing him off and lying to him or, or whatever, right? When he tries to negotiate with me and I don't feel like it, I just tell him straight, I am not negotiating with you. And so he sometimes thinks it's a challenge and I'm like, no, no, your tenacity is beautiful, okay? And I mean that, I'm not being sarcastic. And I'm so glad that you can express what you're feeling and what you want from me. But now what I need you to also practice successfully is your ability to comprehend that I said no. And as much as it's okay for you to fight your cause, it's also okay for me to say no. Now may you please leave me be. It's a it's a no brainer. Like it's 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 a no brainer. Yeah, it is that is important. And yeah, I've got a conversation that's coming out that will talk about that in a little bit more detail. So it's interesting that these 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 segments are overlapping. So you said that to your younger self. I tell him, I tell him, I tell, yeah, I tell my younger self, you were right the whole time. And I tell my younger self, you know, this was not your fault. 
And I tell my younger self, you're right, you are not protected. So if you're not calling that an L, and I know you've said it's um, not rejection, it's redirection. It's re re redirection to rejection. Are yeah. you still holding on to that? Or is there anything else? No. No. There's some stuff that, like, I've really dropped a lot of stuff. And me sharing this, man, similar to the last time we, we spoke, any, anyone who feels away feels away. I don't really care. This it, it's it's my story, and no one's getting chucked under the bus. I'm talking about what I'm learning and what I'm developing and how it's manifesting in my life all around, you know. And I'm really I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of who I am. I've let go of a lot of things. I've let go of a lot of things, and I just feel so much lighter for it. Interestingly, I. I I hosted my mother's husband's birthday party some time ago, and it was such a nice affair. It was a really nice event, um, and we had fun. Nice. And the next day, I spoke with one of my cousins, and we hadn't seen each other since last summer. And she she said to me, oh, you know, it's good to see you looking good, and so on and so forth. And I was like, thank you very much. And then she said something interesting, completely out of a good heart. No no malice whatsoever. Completely out of a good heart. She goes, I'm just so glad that you finally met someone who makes you so happy. I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, no, sis, I'm I'm single. I said, what? I thought you was all loved up. I was like, no, not at all. Like, I mean, I'm loved up with me. I said, what you're seeing is that I've I've dug a well of love within myself because when i start thinking about how i get when i have romantic interest in somebody oh man i'm ready to fly from here to the moon but when have i flown to the moon for myself i have to i've had to i told you internal conversation i've had to sort out that internal dialogue as well there i go typing a love letter on my phone taka, 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 and I'm, I'm like wait stop 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 when have you said these words to yourself? Legit. Not wearing it as a mask on the road for people so that, you know, they, they don't mess with you. No, like, when when have you actually worn these words as your own cloak? When have you done that? And I had to be honest with myself at the times and be like, I haven't. But then in the name of avoidance, I didn't actually answer straight away. I just went ahead and started writing poetry to myself and started writing love letters to myself. And then I was like, yeah, yeah I wasn't doing this, but I am now, okay? I am. <laughs> That's nice. Because I do promote acknowledging who you are in your reflections when you're looking in the mirror just acknowledging who you are and feeling what you're feeling and acknowledging those feelings writing words of affection and being loved up with yourself i guess i've stopped shy of that don't know why just never explored it but it's something i'll probably try and adopt into what i do be able to say positive things about myself and encourage other people to say more positive stuff about themselves because it's something we need. And I think that 
is missing in a lot of our lives? Let me tell you what actually brought me to the place where I began actually writing these things to myself, right? I recently started asking some friends a very important question. Okay. And when I thought of this, I don't know why I hadn't done it before, but it came to me one day and I said, I need to ask this question. The first person I did ask though is a love interest, but I didn't, I didn't take it there. Right. <laughs> but I did ask this question and the reaction I got was, was very, very appropriate actually, because, well, you'll understand. I asked the question, how do you want me to love you? And so I asked this question to my friends and said, love interest, wink, wink, right? <laughs> and then when we answered each other with each respective person, because it was different times, different places, then I had to now ask myself, the way that these lot said that they want to be loved, can I love them like that? Then I had to ask another question, hold on. Do I love me like that? Because people answered things like, I want to be loved honestly. I want to be loved um, openly. I want to be loved truthfully. Um, I want to be loved honorably, you know? Um, I want to be loved wildly, I said that one. Um, you know, just all, just all these different, I want to be loved so-and-so. And it was nice. But I was like, okay, there's a lot of hats for people to wear. How much of that have I got even going on for myself? Because some of it sounds really nice. Oh, I want to be loved wildly, yes. But <laughs> do I have the capacity to love someone wildly? Like if they want to be loved wildly all the time, I don't know, I have to, I have to assess that. But then do I love myself wildly enough? And so for me, I'm really looking at how do I, like how do I fan these flames and just make them as big as possible. And, you know, cause now I'm also clocking as a grown up that, wow, when I was growing up, there were people who are, who were the age that I am now, who would see me at like 10 years old, 11 years old, and be so intimidated by the, the by the flame that I was, that, that they did and said things to make me try and minimize myself. So now I'm like, ah, minimize for who? Minimize where? So I am like, I'm, I'm just so, grateful that like that that 2017 to like 2022 ish saga did not douse my flames and the and the re and the reason why i'm to, i was saying you know redirection to rejection is because every one of these lessons right have all have all pointed me back to me the good and the bad the good things i've said the ugly things i've said the amazing things I've achieved, the stupid decisions I've made. It's all come back to me. The character that I possess, what is it made up of? Is it fruit or is it weeds? You know, flowers or thorns, like what are you, what are you growing in your garden? Which wolf are you feeding? We can go to any analogy, right? What am I doing? it came back to me. And I guess it's not only just what are you growing, it's what are you allowing to grow? That's right. That's right. And by having to really like face myself and to face yourself in the good can also be just as difficult as seeing yourself in a bad light. 
you, you might not want to see the bad in you because you know it, it makes you feel shame right um but sometimes you might not want to believe the good in you because perhaps the environment you grew up in just as a random one wasn't really supportive right but I'm, I'm in such a place now where like i said the last two years have been completely alone and there's been lots of loneliness involved in there there's been lots of silly decisions made there's been lots of great decisions made there have been lots of moments when i've been really super proud of what what i will have done in a moment and there's moments when i haven't been so proud of what i would have done in a moment but what i've realized is that by actually braving it and facing back to me and looking back to me and understanding okay so what is my purpose in this like how or how does this moment concur with my purpose if it doesn't then i have to let it go if i don't let it go there's going to be a consequence and i've seen the consequences enough times matt i've seen the consequences enough and like i've seen them so like i'm like mm. so for instance this year ah oh, i called it the year of the monk for me because i have not shared myself with anybody whatsoever nor have I wanted to because the stakes this year were too high. To lose focus in the physical pleasure of another human being like that, just carelessly, it just couldn't fit, could not fit this year's agenda. It couldn't. In a short answer, how would you or how do you prevent yourself from loving yourself too much before you become self-absorbed a narcissist is another word for it you have you have to stay grounded with community you have to stay grounded with lots of different types of people genuinely like you have to be connected to as many different um walks of life as possible because what you don't want to do is to lose touch with reality you can love yourself and adore yourself but still have compassion for the mother whose son just got murdered at their doorstep a couple of weeks ago and 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 be there without ego without fashion or flair to deliver tissue paper and juice boxes to get me you know to to be able to show up and deliver a compassionate listening training course for people who've experienced the tragedy communally and be able to understand that th th just because i feel fabulous and i feel amazing doesn't mean that there isn't hurt in the world and particularly because i know what that hurt feels like man i'll be the first one in the queue to try and see what i can do to help within my capacity right to see what i can help because i can empathize so empathy and being grounded that is how i appreciate it so it wasn't an l it was rejection flipped into redirection that's right for those that don't know for the next two minutes, please unapologetically plug anything and everything you got going on and how people can connect with you. Sure. So um, I'll, be bringing, I'll be bringing back my Black Butter by Organic Glow line um, very, very soon. So you can get that through my Instagram, which is Ajani Kingdom, A-J-A-K-I-N-G-D-O-M. Uh, you can see everything to do with my my new play, which is coming to you very, very soon. We actually have a scratch night, but that would have passed by the time this um, episode goes out. However, we are on the way, so the play is happening. 
um, my EQ Learning, which is my emotional well-being organization. We now have four courses running. We've got the GLP, we've got Brunch Brothers, we've got the Compassionate Listening course, and we've got the I Am course. So this is all stuff that's going on. It's all you can. All the links are there in the bio on my Instagram. Um, and yeah, this is this has been great, and I always enjoy these conversations. And thank you so much for having me back a second time. Much appreciated. I think it was a different style of conversation, but I think it was timely for the things I've experienced. I, in my day job, I deal with people that are not in the best place, and mm. two days in a row, I've had different people come up to me and ask to speak to me because I've really helped them and it, that that that's just wild to me because even though they're not my responsibility in terms of that's not my person I just stepped in and helped cover I just treat people I can't tell you who they are as in I don't remember them like that mm -hmm. but I know that whomever I'm dealing with I'll give you the best of me that I've got available to give to you. And it's nice that it was able to help a person. And one of them I'll share, and I can't remember if I said it on a previous, actually I did say it on a previous episode actually, but I'll share it again anyway. And it was this guy who had this twitch and he got vexed with himself and he was shouting himself going, why did you do that? Just stop it. And bear in mind, it's the first time I met the brother. And I was like, okay, out of curiosity, is shouting the best form of communication to get you to do what you need to do. What do you mean? I said, if you was at work and your manager shouted at you, what would you say? Or would that be the best and most effective way to communicate mm. to you? Mm. And he said, well, depends on the situation, but yeah, I'll probably have a word with him and sort of pull him over and say like, you got an issue. What's it? You know what I mean? Why are you shouting at me? And I said, well, if you're talking to yourself in the third person, and you're saying that shouting is not the most effective or productive way to talk to you, why do you shout at yourself to stop yourself from doing something like that? Right. And for him, that was a eureka moment. For me, that was a eureka moment because when I'm in a situation, I don't always appreciate things or understand it. It's not until I'm outside of it that I can yes, see it for yes, what it is. Yes. And he still came and he was just like, yo, that, that just meant a lot to me. And he's now talking kinder to himself. So he said, I'll sit there and all of a sudden I'll start twitching. He's like saying, oh, come on, you, why are you doing this for, you know, you don't have to. And I said, I love it. I like how far you've come. And it's nothing to do with me as such. I just talk, I just share. You're the one accepting it. And that's great. And it's not just my help, it's the help of my colleagues as well. But I said, I'll actually do one thing further. I said, why don't you talk to that person like it was a younger version of yourself and instead of just saying why are you doing that for why don't you try no sorry instead of asking uh, saying to him you can do better you don't have to do this why not ask him what caused it because you were sitting there calmly without an issue what where did your mind go for what triggered that to happen and I'm sure you'd be kinder to yourself. Mm -hmm. And he mm -hmm. just he, he kind of understood. And I think a lot of ourselves, like I said, we don't talk to ourselves in a kind enough manner. We're always just da 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 da, -da. And mm -hmm. we think we get a positive mm -hmm. result out of it. And the reality is, it's it's just... It, it's demoralising. It is. And we're not kind to it. We won't accept it from someone else, but we'll talk to ourselves like that in the mirror. You're this, you're fat, you're stupid, you're silly, you're... All of this stuff. 
but we never and we come with it we say those things with energy mm-hmm. pure energy but when it comes to complimenting ourselves we're quieter than a mouse when we say anything positive about ourselves because we feel that it's inappropriate but i'll challenge us to change our mindset and i appreciate the conversation because it's helped me to feel better about what i do feel more confident Excellent. in that way and my son who started school recently he had someone that pushed him and stuff like that and he's like oh daddy i didn't cry you know i'm all right and i was like it's all right you can cry if you need to cry and you know but i just feel i'm just upset that you had to go through this and by weekend i actually said to him i'm really proud of how you handled the situation because it was a very difficult one and something you haven't been through before but i love you for being you being unapologetic about it and handling it the way you did and i felt it was very important Mm. to acknowledge and praise him for him being himself and not well done for listening to daddy well done for listening to mummy i wanted him Mm. to take ownership and appreciate himself so hopefully the words of encouragement i give him he instills himself and will talk life into himself on a regular basis to make sure the flowers the different fruits in his garden that he allows to grow will be ones that other people will want to partake from because it fills them with richness, with joy, with happiness, and it won't strangle the goodness that's growing there. But yeah, guys, girls, however you identify, that's that's the episode I'm going to conclude. I can't wrap it up in any eloquent way because this conversation has gone left. Let's say it's gone right. Let's say it's gone right. But it's very different to how I intended it to go. The format is very different. But I think it's always nice to freshen things up. But this is the type of conversations that me and Cass will have from time to time. And I, if I'm honest with you, these are kind of tame. Some of the conversations we have are very, very, very intense. And maybe, and maybe we'll have a raw and uncut version where we'll just have it recording. But I think it's important to have something different. Honestly, I can't tell you what the overarching theme of this episode is, but I'm hoping, I'm having faith, I'm trusting that there is people out there that's going to get something from this conversation. And I ask you to please reach out to Cass and just engage with him because he's got so much that he's doing for the local community and the wider community if they reach out to him. And he's just a tremendous guy. He's doing fantastic things. He's Thank you. Yes, he looks after himself, but he looks after himself so that he can help others. He's just that way inclined. And when you meet people that are like-minded like yourself and got good energy you're full not to stay stay around people like that and to perpetuate that energy back and forth and help a wider community rather than just your own so do what you got to do folks be kind to each other be kind to yourself look in the mirror and just love on yourself you are beautiful you are amazing you are incredible look at all the things you've overcome in life Look how you didn't understand how you was going to get your own property, how you weren't going to, you didn't know how you was going to rent, you didn't know how you was going to drive, you didn't know you was going to get a job, you didn't know you was going to have kids, you didn't know how you was going to be here in 2023 going forward. But here you are because you put one foot in front of the other, you was focused on the step rather than the staircase. You're doing amazing things, be proud of yourself, give yourself a massive pat on the back. Yes, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on outside, but don't worry about that for the minute. 
love on yourself, appreciate who you are, and know that the same way your parents loved on you when you graced this earth with your presence, there's people that still love you. And if you don't believe that, make sure you love yourself. I'm going. Please leave a review on this if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify just so that more people can hear these conversations and if you want exclusive content feel free to follow me over at every podcast on instagram and yeah just remember regardless of what you're going through there's nothing about a caterpillar that today is going to be a butterfly look after yourself and speak to you next episode